Well, welcome into the Johnson City Small Business Podcast. We're all about connecting the folks of our town in Johnson City to our small business owners here. And, and I'm your host today, Ryan McKinney. Thanks for listening today. I'd like, um, like to welcome to the show the one and only Craig Charles, uh, the owner of Crown Cuts Academy and Craig's Crown Cuts um, here in Johnson City. And he's here to share a bit of his story, um, yes, sir. talk about his business. We'll talk some Boston sports, I bet, and uh, probably some ETSU football, and yes. and we'll talk about some reasons why our local TV station, WJHL, recently named Craig as that week's community hero. So, Craig, thanks for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to it. I know we kind of been missing each other. That's but, right. Hey, That's I'm right. Looking forward to it. It's good to finally get connected. So, so I want to get some questions about running a small business in Johnson City, and first, mm-hmm. I want you to kind of take our listeners back a bit to where it all began. You're a Boston kid, grew up there. Talk about what life was like growing up in, in Boston for you. Well, I moved um, to Boston about like 12, 13, and it was just, I was immersed in the sports. Yep. I was immersed into sports, and it was something that kind of led me to come to East Tennessee. So if it wasn't for sports, I don't think I'd have the opportunity to do what I'm doing right now. Right. And so you came to ETSU, played football. Yes, played college football. Um, lettered four years in, at ETSU, played on the defensive side of the ball. Yep. Um, enjoyed my time. Um, made some good friends, made some good connections, and yeah. here I am. And really what was, in my opinion, coming right after you was, was a really prime time in, in ETSU football history of uh, getting to playoff games and, and yes. getting to do some traveling and, yes, and yes, just having yes. some really good teams those those yeah, years. Yeah, we, we had we had some we had some good team. I try to tell people that we probably had the best four years of yeah. career at ETSU ever, but some people beg to differ. So <laughs> <laughs> I get it. So after ETSU, you played a little bit of pro ball. Yes, I got picked up by the Forty ers yep. Went to um, camp with the Forty ers Jerry Rice. Steve Young, Terrell Owens, a couple of the prominent guys. And that was a, a good time just reaching the pinnacle of your sport, the pinnacle of anything you try to work at. And right. that kind of springboarded me the way I am today, too. Yeah. So, like, at that point, you're a young dude. I mean, look at you. Handsome dude and <laughs> got some options. And, you know, you've got a big vision for your life and what mm-hmm. you're wanting to do. What drew you back to, to our area and back to Johnson City? Why did you um, not stay in any of those pro towns or why'd you not go back home or what drew you back to, to Johnson City? East Tennessee is a, it's a real friendly place. I think it's a, it's a real beautiful scenery and I was thinking about a business and I knew the businesses I wanted to go into, there wasn't much competition in the area. So I figured I would just step into that arena there. Yeah. And I remember my economics class, supply and demand. And that quote always stuck with me, supply and demand and how it kind of propelled me to think about a business module. Where there's a demand for it, you supply it. Right. Yeah. All right. So as a former college athlete, I know uh, haircutting in -hmm. college, I mean, there's all kinds of hair being swept up off the floor over there at Dave's apartment. Oh, man. um, (laughs) I'm assuming that's where you kind of got your your start and started getting a following. It was plenty practice because I got the coaches, (laughs) the the players, and a couple students on campus, and everybody was coming just to get a haircut. So it was... It was it was fun. It was a good thing. I love it. So so then that turned into the Craig's Crown Cuts, right? Into the barbershop. Um, well I left. 
I left. I didn't have a. I didn't know what I was gonna name the school, the, the shop. Yeah. Um, I left. Went back to um, Boston, working a group home. Um, then I got my barber license up there, and I decided like I need to go back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so you come back. You get the the barber shop started in two thousand four. Okay. Yep. And then talk to folks about the growth of um, your your barbershop and, and how that's transitioned into what it is today and then also into the academy. Um, I mean, I, I started working and, and started going to the art of barbering because it was something fun, something I loved to do. It wasn't work. It was always more on the artistic side, just creating yeah. something with my hands. It was right. just always love. So it wasn't like something I was expecting to be in the position I am today, having two schools now. But I guess with the joy I was creating for myself and the community and my customers, they wanted that same type of joy that I had. So I started thinking about opening a school one day. Right. Because there were no schools. And I was wanting to open up my own business, so supply and demand. Love it. So um, you opened the school, mm-hmm. and um, which coincided with you being honored as the 2017 Rising Star Award, which was given by the... East Tennessee Small Business <laughs> Development Center. Yeah. Uh, so congratulations from that perspective. So now that, that you've got two locations for a school, mm-hmm. you've you got your shop, what's your vision for for your businesses moving forward? Um, I would like to go back to Boston and open the school. I'm also working with this girl in the Caribbean. Her name is Denise Simon. She's one she's going through my instructor program. Yeah. I'm trying to do kind of like a co op thing where my students can leave the country and and still be in a barbering field and get their get their hours for their license. Yeah. So my goal is open a school in the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. That's so great. It'll be like a vacation spot you for sure. Work and then That's you kind of chill out for a little bit. Yeah, I love it. Um, so there's always conversation in the chair, right? And I'm right. sure some days are pretty lighthearted. You know, we're talking sports, we're talking uh, life and, and family and kids, and some days can get kind of heavy. You right. Know? And, and so out of that, I think uh, the Confess Project was born. Yes. And so kind of talk to our listeners about that and, and, and how that came about. And, the and, Confess Project is something that I'm really dear to. I didn't really understand mental health on that level until I kind of got into it. But um, I think mental health affects everything. If your mental health is not where it needs to be, you can't, we can't do what we're doing. We can't have the jobs that we have. Right. We can't have the career that we have. We can't build the relationships that we're supposed to build. All those things affect mental health. And I think that's one key component that's not leveling the playing field. Mm-hmm. So if you can help people get diagnosed early, understand where they are, and meet them where they are in their mental health, that can give them a, an option, just a springboard for whatever it is that's going to help you be great or successful. Right. Was it from just having folks sit in the chair and and starting to pick up on these conversations and somebody open up to you and, and saying, hey, things aren't going as well as I thought they would? Or how did... How did it come about? Yeah. Well, um, there's one guy, there's some... People always come up to the school and always try to, um, hey, Craig, you're an interesting person. I'd like to hear your story. Let me talk to you. So there's one guy who was traveling the country, I think in 2018. His name was Kenny Anjeski. And he travels the country and interview people. 
from Seattle to Minnesota to Boston to Florida, Arkansas to California and Midwest. Yeah. So he stopped in Johnson City and he asked someone, um, who's someone interesting that I could interview? Yeah. And so someone gave him my name and he stopped by the school. (laughs) And we started talking and he's like, we talked about what I'm doing and what I like, why exactly what we're doing right now. Yeah. And he said, I want you to meet this guy. His name is Lorenzo Lewis. He's from Arkansas. And Lorenzo Lewis, he's the founder of the Confess Project. Okay. So we linked up and we spoke and we talked through on Facebook Messenger. And he was telling me his mission and what he's starting and what he's trying to do. And so I was like, that makes so much sense. It just sounds so right. It yeah. just sounds like, yo, you need to do that. And we connected. He came to Johnson City in the middle of the pandemic last year okay. and did a training for some yeah. barbers. I mean, it was a tough time. So it was still kind of people trying to fill their way right. around and understand. But it's been picking up a whole lot more with the work he's doing. Um, so to the point where he, I'm an ambassador in the state of Tennessee for barbering and mental health. Okay. So it picked up where he's sponsored by Gillette, Snapchat, Toyota and other major sponsors and yeah. he's trying to reach a million barbers. Okay. Yeah. All right. Where where can folks go to to find out about the Confess project and to to get uh, involved? Um you can just go on the the TC, TCP look up mm-hmm. um type that in on your on your on your browser. Um there's a lot of stuff that we're doing right now with um CNN MSNBC, Oprah, so it's real major, it's real big. Yeah. Um, just click in your browser and type it in. And actually, I am getting ready to go on a tour right now in the state of Tennessee. Okay. For the Confess Project, um, probably starting in Johnson City, going to Knoxville, Chattanooga, Nashville, and something in Memphis, where I'll be leading that myself now. So he kind of anointed me and trained yeah. me to the point where I'll be covering the state of Tennessee. That's great. So WJHL recently named you that week's community hero. <laughs> well deserved. Thank you. Uh, the list is long. The lives you're touching in our community, and so tell our listeners how you're helping the homeless in Johnson City. Um, we do. Um, when I start, when I opened the barber school, um, one of the key components for students is to get practice and haircuts. Yeah. And showing them how to give back, how to be a a vulnerable person, and just being able to talk to people because. As you communicate with people, com- people communicate back with you and they start trusting you and able to give you, tell you their deepest secrets and just being able to express themselves to you. Right. So one way we decided to give back is um, we started doing a community day, the first and the last Thursday of the month, just to give people who are underprivileged, the homeless opportunity to just have a conversation yeah. with one of our students, kind of bring them down to earth, kind of humble them, let them hear their stories because yeah. everyone is probably two seconds away from something happening to right. them. So that's great. Yep. What have your, uh, your students said about the experience and, and how that's helped them or changed them or, or uh, well, given them a different perspective? It gives you a perspective to understand that this industry is so great. You're touching people's lives on so many different level. And if you can just touch someone through a conversation mm-hmm. and a haircut to help better them, give them confidence, um, prepare them for a job interview or prepare them for a conversation with their boss, right. their significant other, or their children. That's you changing people and affecting people's lives in so many different ways, and that's what Barbara and do for my students. Right. Love it. Um, another uh, involvement that you have in our community is with Rise Up. 
right? Yes. Talk to our folks about Rise Up. Tell um, them about your involvement in that. I got a community partner award with Rise Up a couple of years ago as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just basically um, Rise Up is an organization where kids go for after school program and with mentorship and just kind of steering them, kind of following them through like uh, elementary school, middle school, and kind of pushing them on the right path for high school, college, wherever it may be. Right. So they come down again and they, we give them haircuts and we just mentor them with the students. Just trying to do, just trying to do our part. That's right. Um, so what's trending like in, in your, in your business world, what's, what's trending as far as things that are new in the school or, or things that are new in barbering that, that you're keen on or, or you're kind of looking at? Um, a couple of things that's trending. Um, two things I can talk about. My podcast is, is is going across the world right now. We have 30-something countries. So that's doing a real good thing. And a lot of students are being aff- affected and inspired by the podcast where I get a lot of questions daily yeah. about what to do. Thank you for the podcast. Thank you for the content. It's helping me make my mind up about joining school. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going through this problem with, with my instructor. What can I do? How can I talk to them? And I just give my honest opinion and feedback, but also just the barber industry on a whole is just the job industry is just exploding to a next level. We're even to the point where governor Lee passed a bill yesterday that you don't have to have a diploma. All you have to do is complete the 10th grade and you can go into barbering. And I think that opens it up to so many more people, so many avenues instead of a kid going through high school, struggling and having a hard time and, it's parents that you have to go to school, stick it out, put them in a position where they can succeed at an early right. age. And I think that's what it's about. So just open up opportunities and possibilities. I think that every parent should look not into a trade, not just barbering, but cosmetology, um, nails, aesthetics, or even plumbing, mm-hmm. carpentry, any type of trade that you can work with your hands that you right. don't have to do no discipline as far as, Four years of school, as college. I mean, I went to college. I sure. love college. Yeah, but I know it's not for everyone. Right. Yeah. So, so going back to um, your school and the podcast and the barber shop, like, how do people connect with you and 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 find you out there uh, on the internet? <laughs> it's difficult because I tell a lot of. Um, my clients that I can't, I don't have time to cut hair no more because everyone wants me to cut their hair. Yeah. And all the students always want me to cut their hair. So since I've had the other school, you basically just have to um, reach out to me on Instagram, Facebook, um, call the school, either school and just, I mean, my cell phone is out there in the universe. I'm, I'm not one of those guys where I try to hoard my cell phone number and no one needs to have it. If, if you want my cell phone number right. and someone has it, Someone asks for it, just give it out. Right. Yeah, hit me up. That's right. Send a text, uh, call me, and I'll get back to you. So we, we got some small business owners that listen to this, too. And I think what you just said about the struggle of everybody wants to work with you, right? Everybody's right. requesting you, and, and you've had to learn how to leverage that and, and to kind of put your your people in position to succeed. Right. And you be there and be a part of it. How How is that transition from... Um, kind of that self-employed professional. You're doing it all. It's all relied on you. How have you had to utilize leverage or kind of take a step back and allow people to 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 do what you have taught them to do in in the right way 
and at the same standard that you have, a lot of folks that I talk to in, in your role and in, in, in businesses have a hard time stepping out of that role and saying, okay, I'm going to trust my people to do as good a job as I used to do. You can't get there by yourself. You have to trust in people. You can't get there by yourself. You have to build a team and, and empower them. Um, what makes it easy for me is this barbering thing is my passion. So it's never like work. It's never hard work. So I don't consider myself like stressed out. I don't get stressed out because it's something I love to do. Being around people, talking about haircuts, talking about the industry. I do that all day. So I go home. I'm cool. I'm not like drained. I'm not beat. I'm happy because I'm in something that I love to do. I'm passionate about it. I don't have bad days going into work. Right. So if someone sees me and says, how's your day? I'm like, I'm good. I don't have bad days. Yep. I love what I do. If you, in something that you love what you do, it's a little bit easier. It's easier to leverage. It's easier to kind of make time for yourself. It's easy. Things come, it just flows. It's a good vibe. It's not, it's not no back-breaking work that I'm doing. Yep. Yeah. So you have to be in something that you love. That's so good advice. I'm reading uh, John Wooden's uh, book right now. and almost to the end of it and he's talking about if he could relive in the book he's saying if he could relive one day most people would say oh the championship game or something like that and he goes no I'd go back to a day of practice yeah because I enjoyed the journey I enjoyed everything that I was doing he was like I felt like I was making the most impact at a day of practice and I thought that was pretty indicative of the the most successful people that I get to have conversations with is they're just enjoying the ride, enjoying the journey, not necessarily saying I got to achieve this or or get that trophy. If it's back breaking and you're not serving people, you're not giving people what you love, what you like to do, then it becomes stressful. You know what I mean? But it's, it's easy work, at least for me. I mean, I've been doing this long enough now where I can just close my eyes and wake up and be like, Hey, let's go. Let's do it again. Well, Craig, that about wraps up our time together here on the Johnson City Small Business Podcast. I'd like to thank you for investing your time with us today. And, and um, you know, I want to thank the listener to and uh, subscribe to, to the to this Johnson City Small Business Podcast. And also check out Craig's Barber College Success Podcast. Yes, it's one of the top podcast barber content in the, in the world. Top 25 and top in the United States. So... That's it. Hit us up. Subscribe That's right. to us. Hit us up. Uh, that is also hosted here on the platform here at Market Street Media. And so we always like to thank uh, Market Street Media and Leighton Hart, who's responsible for romance in your ears. And Oh, yes. And Leighton makes some fire beats, too. He got some, <laughs> he got some beats for you. So check well, them out. This is the Johnson City Small Business Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McKinney. And until next time, keep living your life by design. Peace.